Peter Title Prater. Welcome to JC Talks, a podcast about life and leadership. I'm an organizational consultant and professor of business and leadership. My entire purpose is to help you, your team, and your organization be more impactful, more effective, and more profitable. When the leader gets it right, everybody wins. This podcast is my opportunity to share with you great interviews, great books, great articles, and the important lessons I am learning on the journey. My only hope is that the next few moments add value to your life and to your leadership. Stay tuned. In October of 1915, the great English explorer, Sir Ernest Henry Shackleton, ordered the abandonment of the ship Endurance, which had been trapped in an ice flow in Antarctica for over eight months and was beginning to take on water. For Shackleton, this meant he essentially had to give up on his dream of leading his men on the first landing, on the first land crossing, excuse me, of the Antarctic continent. This was to have been the culmination of his illustrious career as an explorer, but now a much greater responsibility weighed on his mind to somehow get the 27 men of his crew safely back home. Their lives would depend on his daily decisions. That's a position of leadership. To realize this goal, he, he faced many obstacles, the harsh winter weather about to hit them, the drifting currents that could pull the ice flow uh, they were to camp on in any direction, the coming days without any light, the dwindling food supplies, the lack of any radio contact or ship to transport them. But the greatest danger of all, the one that filled him with the most dread, was the morale of the men. All it would take was a few malcontents to spread resentment and negativity. Soon the men would not work as hard. They would tune him out and lose faith in his leadership. And once that happened, it could be every man for himself. And in this climate, that could easily spell disaster and death. He would have to monitor, monitor their group spirit even more closely than the changing weather. I'm reading from, of course, the Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. We're talking this week about narcissism. And today we're talking about five ways to move from narcissism to empathy. Now, this is a great story here. Uh, happens back in 1915. And uh, unfortunately, I don't, I don't want to walk you through the entire story. We don't have time to walk through the entire story about Henry Shackleton. But you can get the book and you could read through it. And I highly recommend you get this book because there's so much gold that we can only cover just a little bit of on this podcast. Robert Greene is a phenomenal author, and I just can't recommend his stuff enough. So again, I recommend that you get this book and that you read through it. But we don't have time to necessarily go through um, all the steps that it took for him to get his men safely where they needed to go. But at the very end, and this is what we're talking about here this week, how do we move from this idea of narcissism, which we got to understand something. If this is the first podcast you listen to, um, I want you to know this. If this is the first JC Talks podcast you, that you're listening to, I want you to know this. You and I, and if you've been listening all week, then you would know this. You and I have, we're both narcissists. We're all narcissists, right? Narcissists 
at the core of the word, it just means self-love, the desire for self-love. So the deep, so you've got three kinds of narcissists, and we talked about this in the last episode. You've got the deep narcissist, and that means that this person deeply needs love. They didn't get it as a kid. They either had parents who abandoned them or parents who were in meshers, which means they were the helicopter always there. And the kid could figure no, they had no way of of finding their own identity. Then you have the functional narcissist, which is where most of us kind of hang out. We have moments of deep narcissism. We have moments of healthy narcissism, but mainly we're functional narcissist. We are still needing love and attention and we need connection with other people. The healthy narcissist is the one who is so filled up with love and so filled up with validation and all the things they need that they're able to give their concentration and their focus in two different areas. One, they're able to give their concentration uh, to their work. And number two, they're able to give their concentration and focus to other people. Why? Because they're so filled up with what they need to be filled up with. So that's where where we want to be. So how do we move from, and I would say that that healthy narcissism, one of the traits of that is to be empathetic. They're able to see other people. They're able to think and see through the eyes of other people and think about other people. Uh, They're able to be concerned about the world around them. They're empathetic people because they're not constantly worried about who they are. So how do we move from, and maybe a, a better title of this is five ways to move from deep narcissism to empathy. Okay. That might be the better way to, you know, to say this. So this book talks about the story with Henry Shackleton. Again, we don't have time to go through it, what he did, but I encourage you to get it because there's so many leadership lessons in what we see that he did over the course of weeks and months to get his men back home safely. Uh, but here's what the what what one of the final paragraphs says. So I want to read through this, and, and this will give us five um, ways that we can move uh, from deep narcissism to empathy. So. Let me jump up to the paragraph in front of it and read this. And it says this, understand what makes us develop these empathic, excuse me, empathic powers is necessity. If we feel our survival depends on how well we gauge the moods and minds of others, then we will find the requisite focus and tap into the powers. Normally, we do not feel the need for this. We imagine that we understand quite well the people we deal with. Life can be harsh, and we have too many other tasks to attend to. We're lazy, and we prefer to rely upon uh, pre-digested judgments. But in fact, it is a matter of fact and uh, of life and death, and our success does depend on the development of those skills. We simply are not aware of this because we do not see connection between problems in our lives and our constant misreading of people's moods and intentions and the endless missed opportunities that accrue from this. I want to say something right here. Leadership is about other people. You can't be a leader if you're not interacting with other people. And one of the things that messes up most of us in life um, in terms of our leadership is that we misread the room around us. We, we, we misread the people in front of us. We, we misread the people who are surrounding us. And uh, either because we're too focused on ourselves, which is, that's typically what happens, or we're just kind of lazy and we're not seeing what's going on around, or we have pre, you know, predefined judgments. And so we're just not seeing what's going on around us. But, here, but here's what's important to understand. Our interaction with the people around us, uh, that is what is going to determine um, our level of leadership. So if we're able to motivate and inspire and empower the people around us, great results are going to come from that. 
if we're not able to do that, if we lack the connection, right, if we're not able to see their moods, if we're constantly misreading them and what they're thinking and what they're, you know, we're not going to be able to lead them effectively. So this is really important uh, for us to understand. So then he goes on to say, after saying all of this, Robert Greene goes on to say this, that the first step then is the most important. And he's taking a bunch of lessons that, again, from from Henry Shackleton and what Henry did, uh, getting all of his men back to where they needed to go safely. But we're just summing it up here. Okay, so to realize you have. So the first step then is the most important. Realize you have a remarkable social tool you're not cultivating. The best way to see this is to try it out. So then he goes into the steps. So number one is this. Stop your incessant interior monologue and pay deeper attention to people. One of the greatest ways to move from narcissism to empathy is to begin to intentionally focus on other people. That could look like if you're sitting around your house all day and you're, you know, you're thinking about yourself and your problems, that could just look like, hey, you know what? Get up, go to the local mall or go to um, I live in San Diego County, so I can go to the beach if I want to or. Um, but you've got something where you are, where a lot of people hang out. I don't know where that place is in, in your hometown, but maybe it's a local coffee shop. Uh, maybe it's a, I don't know, there, there, you know, find out if there's a theater that's open up or a church or a, a program that you can go watch or a, a concert or something like that. Get out of your uh, self and just go, go pay attention to other people, pay deeper attention to other people. Uh, and this says to people in general. So in a leadership role, uh, how we move from narcissism to empathy is, first of all, understand that it's not about us and to really this is where it's hard because this won't come natural, right? This won't come natural for the deep narcissist. But what this is saying is to intentionally focus your mind away from yourself onto other people. And then it says this, attune yourself to the shifting moods of individuals and groups, right? Right. So understand what's going on around you, see what's happening around you, uh, know what the moods are, you know, when people are excited or happy or they're proud of themselves, understand that when they're not so much understand that, know what the mood is and what's going on around you. Get a read. Number three, it, 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 well, then it talks about this. It says, get a read on each person's particular psychology and what motivates them. You got to know what motivates your people. You've got to know uh, who's uh, in front of you and uh, how you can best motivate them towards action. And, it, and, and then it says, try to take their perspective, enter their world and value system. So this is the intentionality of moving from a deep narcissist to empathy, entering into the other person's world, finding out what their, uh, what their values are, finding out what their perspective is, finding out what their purpose is, what their vision is, how they see the world. This is this is one of the greatest ways to move towards empathy. I think about the political climate that we live in today, and I just want to see a bunch of people be able to sit down with other people from the from the opposite side and at least understand. We really do. And I didn't understand this as a kid, but I'm getting it now. We really do demonize people who see differently than what we see. I see it in religion and I see it in politics in both of them, as opposed to sitting down. You know, um, I'm recording this on a Sunday and this and this morning. Our pastor gave a great example, and he talked about we just had a recall election out here in uh, California, and he was brave to use this as an example, but he brought up the example of the moment people heard about the recall, they made they immediately made up their mind. Most people did because they're either on one side or they're on the 
or they're on the other side. So as soon as they heard recall and and the governor's name is Gavin Newsom, I'm sure you've heard about it. It's it's made na- nationwide news. But the moment people heard about it, they immediately came to I'm I'm going to vote yes, I'm going to vote no. Uh, as opposed to right, what we're supposed to do is study it. I have a friend and we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, and I, I was very proud of her because she and she's dating someone who's more on the conservative side. Um, but she had done her homework on the issue and she had looked at it and and uh, she actually is for the party of the current governor that that was up for recall. But she had done her study and decided I'm going to vote in another direction because I've studied the issue from both sides. And she looked at, at, at different perspectives. This is what we have to do. Right. Uh, uh, this is what we have to do just in life. But I think great leaders uh, will not find themselves um, the, the great leaders and actual leadership as a term. I'm not talking about, you know, um, you know, political figures. A lot of times political figures aren't necessarily leaders. They just know how to fire up a certain type of crowd. Right. Leadership is so much more than that. That's not leadership. Leadership is empowering people. It's taking care of people. It's it's, um, you know, it's lifting other people up. It's, it's letting people go in front of you. It's empowering that uh, you get the idea. But true, uh, uh, you know, so so true leaders, in my opinion, should be people that are studying the, the situation from both sides, not just from one perspective. That's what a leader needs to do. And that's what we all need to do. Right. Is to enter somebody else's value system. You want to know why they think the way they think. Get deep into their perspective, get deep into their worldview. I grew up in Indiana, small town, Indiana. I live in Southern California, very liberal. San Diego County, where I live, is a very democratic uh, area. And again, it is tough for me sometimes to hear people talk about Republicans and MAGA people in a certain way because I grew up around and if I go back to Indiana right now, uh, I remember one of the last times I was there, it was just MAGA signs everywhere. Trump signs MAGA signs because of their values, because of their perspective. This is the person that they felt was best for the nation. Come out to California and the values and the perspectives out here are different. So they're going to see life a little differently. Right. And so what I'd love to have my in my dream utopian world, it's these people who could come together and maybe there's still conflict. Maybe there's still hard conversations, but they could actually see from each other's perspective. That's what we have to do as leaders. If we want to become more empathetic as people, we've got to get into the hearts, the minds, uh, the value system, the perspectives of other people, as opposed to always uh, looking at a situation from our own perspective. And then it says this, if we do these things, you will suddenly become aware of an entire world of nonverbal behavior you never knew existed. So this is kind of going back to what Henry Shackleton was talking about. He did it in his own little situation. He did all of these things, right? Uh, Stop thinking about himself, pay deeper attention to the people around him, understood the moods and the individuals. He got a read on the psychology of the people and of the group. He understood what motivated them. He took their perspective. He entered into their world and their value system. And because of that, he was able to see an entire world of nonverbal behavior and cues he didn't know existed. As if your eyes could now uh, suddenly see ultraviolet light. Once you sense this power, you will feel its importance and awaken uh, to new social possibilities. So, again, how do we move from deep narcissism to uh, deep empathy? Right. These five ways right here. And and I kind of took notes. Stop your interior um, monologue. Right. Pay deeper attention to people. 
Okay, so in that moment, that's the intentional. Right now, I'm going to stop thinking about myself and I'll do whatever it takes for me to do this. I'll get out of my house. I'll get out of my room. I'll get out of the situation I'm in, wherever it is, and I'll just take a drive and I'll go somewhere and I'll just sit and watch people if, if that's what you have to do. But if you're in a leadership role, um, you know, get up out of your office, get up out of your house, uh, uh, go have a meeting with your team, whatever it is, figure out a way that you can put your focus on them, right? Uh, know the shifting moods, understand what's going on. That's just being self-aware, understand what's happening around you, know what's, what motivates the other people, okay? Now, not what motivates you, but what motivates the other people, and then enter their value system, enter their perspective. That's one of the most important things that you and I can do as leaders uh, is to get into the mindsets, the values, the hearts, the perspectives of other people. And that's how we grow in empathy. So this has been an incredible week talking about uh, narcissism and, um, you know, learning about it. We all have it. You struggle with it. I struggle. I, I shouldn't even say struggle. Narcissism is the need for self-love, right? It's, 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 it's love. It's the need for love. We all want this. We are, we're wired this way. We all want connection. We want to be noticed. We want to be seen. So you're a narcissist. I'm a narcissist. Let's just get over it. Right. Um, uh, but the trick is how do we go? Uh, we, we don't want to be the deep, the, the deep narcissist. We, you know, most of us live in the functional, you know, the functional narcissism where we want to get to is to the healthy narcissism where we're putting our focus on our work and on the people around us. So how do we do it? We got to be intentional, take our minds off of ourselves and put them on the people around us. Hope you've enjoyed this week. I'll see you on the next episode of JC Talks, the leadership podcast. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we offer episodes just like this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to my podcast, JC Talks, a leadership podcast available on Apple, Spotify, Google, anywhere you get your podcast and be the first to get new episodes three times every week. I'll see you soon.